Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Penultimate Conquest podcast, where we talk about everything to do with the video games industry. My name is Ruben, and today my co-hosts are Cameron Hawkins. Your mic is a little off, Cam. Sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How's it going? It's going good. How about you? Uh, All right. I just got in my Xbox pre-orders officially, so I'm happy about that. Uh, good, and good. you know, but also that's been a pretty solid uh, day, despite it being a little hectic. Cool. Which one did you go for? Uh, I actually pre-ordered both of them. Okay. Whoa. All yeah. Right. Ooh, Which, if you want to discuss as to why that is uh, later, feel free. Uh, okay. But... All right. Um, I also have Ryan with me. Hey, hey. Ryan, were you able to secure one? I was able to get an X. Yeah. Not want an X. Okay. I wanted yes, but uh, got my got my X. Okay. <laughs> and um, we have the Canadian heartthrob, Vincent. Yo! Shout out to my house hippo fans. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent, what about you? Were you able to um, secure one or not? Uh, I'm I'm sitting out next gen this fall, so it's it's been a blast to see people lose their minds. I'm just <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> okay. Um, I was not looking f- to secure one, but I ended up securing a Series S. Uh, sorry, Series X. I figured I was just going to do all access probably when uh, Halo came out. But I figured, why not? Let's just give it a try. And boom, I was able to get it from Amazon. So, I, yeah. I felt pretty good today. I got somebody came up to me today and was like, hey, I hear you're the guy looking um, that can secure PS5 pre-orders. And I was like, I don't know if that's true at all. Um, He was like, I'm looking to find one and I'll pay double. And I was like, huh, crazy dog. I have I just happen to have an extra pre-order from Amazon just in case my GameStop pre-order had fallen through. So I'm getting the PS5 for free, guys, <laughs> which is pretty sick. It's uh, it's pretty sick. Um, let's start off with um, the main topic today is going to be the Bethesda Microsoft deal, but let's dive into why, Cameron. Why did you get both? Uh, so, so I got both personally is because. Uh, so first, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the series Series X for sure. Um, you know, I have my Project Scorpio, like Xbox One X and everything like that. I love Xbox. Xbox is like the primary place where I like to play my games, even though I have like a plenty good gaming PC, a Switch, PS4, all that stuff. I just Xbox is like kind of just where I, where I like to play my games uh, primarily. Uh, and, you know, I have a 4K TV and everything uh, to get those benefits. Um, but then I also stream. So I, you know... I, I got the S primarily uh, because I stream, uh, so it'd just be like nice that I don't have to like move my Xbox to and to and from one room. Uh, and also, my uh, my fiance likes to play on the Xbox as well. So if like whenever I'm streaming and she wants to play something on the Xbox, you know, I don't have to tell her like, oh, I'm using it because I'm streaming. You know, whichever one. Or if I'm like you know playing on the TV and she and she wants to play on the Xbox, she can play the one. That's hooked up to the PC, you know, just 
uh getting that access and for only 300 extra dollars like i don't know i i think i think uh if it was any more than that i don't think i would get both at, okay. uh, straight away but um i don't know for that 300 price tag like it, it was too appealing not to take advantage of it well okay then that's makes sense um you said you stream where can people find you oh yeah i stream on twitch.tv slash the cinephile guy okay cool um yeah i mean i basically had said yeah like i said i was i wasn't looking to secure one but i got lucky and i figured why the fuck not you know um all right brian do you have something to say about your pre-order um I, I, I as someone who pre-ordered both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. I don't know which one was worse. That that's my biggest yeah. takeaway from this is that's uh, what I was gonna is say. the random having to go for the run worse or is everybody knowing it so everybody disappointed at once worse? Yeah. Like I wow. got lucky and I was the third person at my GameStop. They had three um X's and one at uh Series S. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And there yeah, was, was 15 people was online when door opened. Yeah. I had a similar I'm just like, experience. A lordy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, I had, a sim- I had a similar experience. Um, I think I definitely think the Xbox pre-orders were much more hectic than the PlayStation, just in the sense of like, again, like everyone knew that they were going to go up. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's just like planning for it. And also I feel like that the pre just like the numbers available for the console were a lot less than the PS5. Like um uh-huh. like uh when I went to my local GameStop where I did get to pre-order my PS5, uh it they said that they got I think 9 or 10 consoles total or something like that. Yeah, that uh, I think between... that lines up with what Mario 64 said. Yeah, uh 10, yeah that's what I was hearing. Yeah, ten yeah. disc and two discless. Yeah, while the series, uh, the Xbox, uh, was not significantly less, but it was less than that. Um, like the place where I properly tried to wait in line and get one, they had uh, when they opened. I don't know if they like if they, it was less because you know some of the associates pre-ordered their their own before opening yeah. the doors, but there was five X's and one S. That's so, yeah, crazy. Uh, it was it was it was rough. Um, but you know, I got my my uh, X pre order on Amazon earlier today, like right when it went up. You know, Warrior sixty four was like, oh, it's alive, and I'm like, well, I'm ready. So yeah, um, so here. now I'm just trying to wait for the same thing with uh, the S, just so I can have my pre orders on both on the same site. Um, but I do have an S pre ordered over on Best Buy, so you know. Worst case scenario, I'm walking away with both today, but just not where I particularly wanted to pre-order them. Yeah. So. Okay. Vinny, do you have refreshing to... that page, seeing that dog? Yeah. Oh God, that was the worst. <laughs> do you have anything that to thing. say, Vinny, about the uh, pre-order? Which one? Uh, is yeah, I just I feel bad for everyone involved because it it's it definitely sucks not getting the thing you want the most. Um. So I I just my heart goes out to all the people who couldn't score today, and I. Hopefully, there's talk of doing another wave of pre-orders, so hopefully people can get lucky. Then. Yeah, yeah there'll, there'll definitely be more pre-orders along the line, but it's just they're going to come out of nowhere. So, and you mm-hmm. don't really know when your like your local shops are getting 
Like, mm-hmm. if they ever get any more allocations either, which makes it a little difficult. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, if I if I do end up, uh, you know, going to GameStop, my local GameStop, leading up to launch, I'll just I'll just ask like, hey, do you have any more <laughs> Series X pre-orders or Series S pre-orders? Because I would like to pick them up like the night they come out. Because yeah. I don't know, it's just like something I always like doing with new consoles. Yeah, I I, I know Same. exactly how you feel waiting for the ups guy to drop off the package from either like a best buy or amazon sucks especially if like the boxes they're not taking care of the package you know that's the worst yeah yeah don't don't throw my new xbox please (laughs) yeah you know uh, (laughs) i i paid good money for that please don't throw it around um i do think that like ryan said that this was probably more hectic than the ps5 pre-orders like everybody said just because everybody knew the specific time and date instead of being randomly thrown hey we're throwing we're doing pre-orders now so get to a store or get on the website uh i w- it was a surprise to me that microsoft's website was down for like a good four hours when pre-orders went live and I was like, Ugh, that doesn't look like a good sign for them because this is their console. But I guess it makes sense because everybody's probably heading over to them. Crash the site. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, Amazon. Yeah, but Amazon took forever to put theirs up. Didn't it they? did, but because of that, I think it was at least it was sturdy for that time. It was up like, yeah, Target had the thing where if you add Added it to come in your car or you reach maximum size. Mm-hmm. Walmart crashed. That's why I had Same weird thing. core issues too. And I think that's Best Buy's had that f- for this and also for the our, the graphics cards from Nvidia last week, which was yeah. Um, I think let's just jump into the big topic. Microsoft buys Bethesda for 7.5. Sorry, not Bethesda, Zenimax, mm-hmm. which is Bethesda's parent studio, uh, parent company, uh, for 75, $7.5 billion in cash. This is insane. And I don't like my brain couldn't wrap a, like wrap the thought of Microsoft buying Bethesda because like they couldn't even chip out some money for square enix to square enix for the avengers deal which i kind of it makes sense like they were probably saving their money up for this but like i woke up and i saw that and i was like holy shit this just changed the game we can't buy moon knight we gotta buy bethesda Cameron, what did you think about this news? Yeah, so I woke up, uh, you know, I woke up probably like two hours after the news already came out because I live on the West Coast and everyone just likes to announce all the big news at like 6 a.m. on Pacific time. And I'm like, I hate it so much. But, uh, you know, I woke up and like, I think, I think it was like, uh, I think uh, my fiance just told me about it and like, I kind of had to do like a double take, like, wait, what? (laughs) It's just like, wait, Bethesda acquired by Xbox? 
Uh, and so I like looked into it and I was just like, wow, this is, this is insane. And it's funny because apparently like there was, um, this article like back in, I think it was like March or May of this year, uh, mm-hmm. w- w- like a rumored article that Xbox was looking to buy, uh, Bethesda, but there was like no, uh, no one really took it seriously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's actually really funny in hindsight. And, um, uh, I think I mean I definitely think it's great. It definitely is like out of like super big major studios, Bethesda I think makes the most sense. Um, okay. Being acquired by Xbox, I've always seen Bethesda more as an Xbox type studio um, because of I don't know. Like I've always found like The Elder Scrolls like more connected to Xbox, and I've always like seen. Uh, like like Dishonored, more it, attuned to Xbox and things like that. So um, you know, it, it it's it's crazy. Um, it's it's really it's really awesome. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing, uh, what projects um you know, they're going to be working on because it it very much feels like, you know, Bethesda still doing exactly what they're doing, but now they're just an Xbox studio, which uh feels the which always felt like the case for basically all of xbox's other studios that they've acquired like obsidian and ninja theory that they're still doing their own thing but now they have microsoft money which is um cool for sure uh so you know i i'm looking forward to it uh to seeing what they what they have next and like you know now having all the bethesda games on game pass with ea play on game pass now too like we're coming to game pass it's just like i don't know like you know again i'm an xbox guy and 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 even before like kind of like these big things i've always thought that xbox um you know not always thought, but like uh since like game pass basically i've i've I felt that xbox has the most value when it comes to uh gaming like if someone were to ask me you know if i was like working at gamestop and someone said like oh which console should i get if i get one console i'd say you should get an xbox because you can buy an xbox for like 200 dollars um and for next gen 300 dollars, you get a year of game pass and you're good like you know what i mean like uh, especially for those that aren't like us who are looking into the gaming news, waiting for every big release coming out. Um, so for me, that's how I, I felt about Xbox for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing like, to seeing what Bethesda does. And um, I, I'm, I don't, the more, the, the main thing that I'm curious about right now is, what they specifically mean with what games are going to potentially come to other platforms uh, yes. because they're like, Oh, it's a case by case basis. I'm like, no, it should like, you know, it should always be exclusive to, to Xbox console wise. And you know, it's also on PC because then mm-hmm. why you like, why would you get the, these studios for first party support? Like that doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, you could sell like elder school six and like Starfield on, on PlayStation Five, but what like you're you're losing potential customers to to buy an Xbox for Game Pass or to buy those games specifically, you'd get more money in the long run. I would I would think, you know, because yeah. even if people are like, oh, I don't want to buy an Xbox, I'll just buy it on PC. Cool, you're still buying it on PC. You're still giving Microsoft, Microsoft that money. money. Like, yeah. so so for me, like, um, I really hope that when it comes to this whole exclusivity stuff that like, it's just, yeah, there it's on Xbox, it's on PC and that's, that's where it is. It's not coming to PlayStation. Cause that doesn't make any sense to me. 
Um, I could see like some things coming to Switch, kind of like you know how Doom and Doom Eternal come to came to Switch and things like that. But I don't know. Um, but I'm at this point, like yeah, I think uh, the Bethesda acquisition is uh, incredibly huge and smart of Xbox. And um, my only real uh, the only real omission I see in Xbox's uh, lineup now is just a major Japanese studio. And I know that some people say like, oh, they have Tango now who makes like the Evil Within, but I don't consider them like a major Japanese developer. So I think like outside of that one big omission, like Xbox has a really stacked first party uh, lineup now. So I would have to agree with them having a stacked lineup. Now we're going to get more into uh, the future bethesda games being on other consoles as a case-by-case basis but um ryan what did you think of this deal well i I like him i'm a west coast boy so i woke up a little late to the news as well i checked the group chat and it's just a flame i'm just like oh god what has happened oh bethesda's been bought by xbox that doesn't feel real when you say it out loud that of things of in gaming that have happened, this is one of the biggest things that I can remember happening yeah. in a very long time. Yeah, it's definitely the biggest news story this year. Yeah, and it's been a stacked year for gaming. <laughs> yeah, it really has. <laughs> like last week, we got such an amazing announcement, and now this, I'm like, what is happening? But I think this is definitely a great play for Xbox. I think. Like he said they had a stacked lineup to begin with this really helps flesh that out though yep with now they have the big open world rpg aspect and all that i definitely think keeping them exclusive is probably what they're going to do and the right play for that mm-hmm. but we'll get into that talk in a little bit but um other than that i think it's just it was genius by them it was a great great play it was it's kind of what X, it's the short in the arm Xbox needed after losing Halo. Well, not losing Halo, but having Halo get pushed back with such bad press being on Xbox's side for the past couple of months. Yep. Like they needed a short, they needed a shot of adrenaline in the arm. And this was the perfect one to do. Like I have a friend, he has been a Sony guy his whole life, PS1 to PS4, never owned an Xbox. He texted me, he's like, there's a few times that I'd ever say I wouldn't, I will buy something. And this was the, these are the exclusives that will get him to buy a Series X. He was like, yeah, when they, when Elder Scrolls 6 launches, I'll definitely be getting it so I can play it. And that automatically proves to me that, okay, this was, yeah, this was the perfect play for them to make. Yeah. I, I said it in the group chat and I'll say it again. This was a huge power move that Microsoft did. And I think they really needed it because this generation, we can, let's just put it out in front. I think this generation, they could have done better, but I think with this and the lineup that uh, of studios that they already have, I think this will definitely put them neck and neck with Sony in the sense of uh let's ho- hope that most of the games that Bethesda has been working on will be exclusives for Xbox or PC but i think if they stick to it being exclusives then yeah this is going to definitely 
get them neck and neck with Sony. They just need to. Well, we just I guess we need to see more of what their other um, studios are working on that quadruple my, exclusive. My only fear is that I'm going to be honest here. I don't think Bethesda's put out a good game in a while now. Like I think that studio has been <laughs> slacking. Fallout 4 wasn't that good. 76 was one of the biggest gaming disasters mm. of all time. Their side studios, Arcane and Id, put out great games. But that core, mm-hmm. what people, when you say Bethesda, people don't automatically think of Doom and Dishonored. They think of, they think of Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And those haven't been really doing that great lately. Like, you can continually port Skyrim, but for, for how long? It's on everything. I'm pretty sure my fridge forever. can play it. Yeah, well, we'll they'll <laughs> be boarding that game forever. I'm su- I would be surprised if they didn't say, hey, Elder Sc- uh, Skyrim is coming <laughs> to next-gen consoles anytime this- today or this week. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Launch day game, Skyrim, yep. like enhanced edition. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Vinny, what did you think of this deal? Um, so I'm a big old Sony pony. So my first reactions were definitely like, I was upset. I was hurt. And I also have to give like Microsoft the most applause because like this buying studios is always like a tricky thing. This is something that is going to have ripples for decades to come. Like this is the most power move they have ever done. Um, as a company so like from a consumer's perspective i'm kind of upset like from a business perspective i think this is like one of the best moves they've ever made as a company because like you were saying i've been playstation my whole life i am more closer to getting an xbox now than i've ever been before and bethesda is a huge part of that yep. so that just speaks to the volume of their catalog and how like a big move this uh is really going to have that we're really not going to see the fruits of this for two to three years from now. But I think when it does start to hit, it's really going to pick up their momentum in like ways we can't even fathom right now. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the case by case basis of future Bethesda games. Um, Cam, you had said that they should be exclusives. I don't know if that's, I, I I don't think that they should. And I think that it makes more sense for them to keep I wouldn't say keep all of them, you know, everywhere on PS4 or on PlayStation on Nintendo. Just keep specific ones exclusive. Like the big ones. Exclusive. Elder Scrolls 6. Definitely keep that as an as exclusive because that's gonna sell the hardware that you want. Um, but I think if they were smart, that they would definitely have some games on PS, uh, PlayStation five that, but the other side of that question is, will PlayStation actually have that? I know that well, they have. Yeah, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that like, uh, Xbox isn't publishing any of Bethesda's games. Like they said, they've said that, that Bethesda is still going to, to publish all their games, which I don't, I'm not sure if that was like Xbox's like 
term like an Xbox term in the deal or like a, a Bethesda term in the deal because like you know yeah they paid 7.5 billion dollars but but then if a part of the deal is like oh yeah and we don't have to publish your games for you uh yeah sure that saves us a lot of money too uh so I I I really don't I feel like um that might have been kind of like a uh like a uh what's a, what's the word um it's something that they that that Bethesda had to require uh to be a part of the deal for yeah. for Xbox to acquire them which I again like I I feel like that's uh more of a win for Xbox on top of already acquiring all those studios but like for me like if they were to not if they were to not make all their games exclusive then it would be the bigger uh, to me I would think it would be the bigger titles that they would make multi-platform mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. that would just people would buy it more but again like with the again like with the series S like being $300 I'm not saying like $300 isn't a lot of money but what I'm saying is like you know when those titles eventually come out, it'll be a few years. Like there might be a uh, like a, a slight price drop, like things like that. That it's just like if you don't have a PC, then yeah, get this new console for like two hundred and fifty dollars, and then you can play those games, and then you have access to Game Pass, and it's just like, and and then you get those you know people that were on Sony's side for so long into the Xbox ecosystem, and then they realize like how much value the Xbox uh, that Xbox has, like. You know, I know some people, like, recognize it without having an Xbox, but then there are others that just, like, not saying, like, that they're stubborn, but they, like, just, like, don't believe it until, like, they experience for themselves. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think, like, I think the smart move would to make everything exclusive. Like, they paid so much money for, for it to, for those studios, and, like, if they were to make them multi-platform, then for me, it would be, to me, it would be what's the, what would be the point in actually acquiring them at that point uh in my opinion like you could easily make a deal with bethesda to like have their games on game pass or something like that without actually acquiring them to to get those same benefits so for me like if you're acquiring if they're acquiring these studios it's to for them to be exclusive to xbox that's i i would have to have to agree with you but i think the only way that they could probably make their money the 7.5 billion dollars back quicker would be to put put it out on all platforms i definitely think you're right about that like like i think that it would make it faster but also like microsoft is a trillion dollar company while 7.5 billion dollars is a lot obviously but for microsoft it's just like chump change yeah it's chump change and uh and like even even after Bethesda's like acquiring uh, acquisition, I was just like, I don't, I think, I think they're done. Like I don't think they're gonna really try and acquire like uh, many, if any, more studios. And then just today, like the CEO is just like, we're still looking at more studios to acquire. And Phil Spencer's Jesus. like, we're looking at more. Sc-. I'm like, I'm like, because they can do that. They're Microsoft. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for me, it's just like they the the purpose that the the direction that xbox is going is that they want people to be able to play like on xbox on pc on you know on their phone through x cloud or tablet and stuff like that but like you know while xbox while, while playstation is like completely like you have to pay ticket of admittance 
mm-hmm. to get into what PlayStation has to offer. So for me, like, it would just make sense that to to find Xbox more attractive to place to Sony people, you got to give them the same treatment that they get at Sony. Oh, you want to play this game? You have to get the ticket of admittance. Granted, there's more access to to like with this ticket with the other platforms that Xbox has with PC and xCloud, but you know, you can't do it unless you like have a PC or in buyer game, or if you have, um, uh, if you have an Xbox, you know, so I don't know. I just feel like, um, that that's gonna be the way that they go about it. Um, I know that they say it's case by case basis, but I think in reality, I don't think that there's going to really be any uh, any games like after Deathloop. I don't think that there's going to be any games that are coming to to PlayStation personally. Yeah. Uh, did we? Is there a date for uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? Uh, no. Okay. I believe it's Q1 next year. I believe it had a date, and then it got yeah. pushed. Yeah, and it yeah, and they have a year uh, timed exclusivity on PlayStation, and uh, okay. Xbox has already said that they're honoring that agreement with yep. PlayStation. So yeah, um, which is which is fine with me. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to Deathloop, but it's not something it's something I can wait on. I don't need to wait. I don't need to play it this year uh, or, ne- or you know right when it comes out on PlayStation Five. I can wait for it to hit Xbox. Yeah, uh, Brian, what do you think about this? Uh, future Bethesda games being on other consoles. I definitely agree that uh, they should be exclusive. Like, as much as I know that's a somewhat anti-consumer thing for the PlayStation people who have been waiting for these games and everything, I definitely think it's the right play for um, Xbox, and it's what they need. It's really badly what they need right now. Yep. They just they don't have games. That's that. At the end of the day, you have Games Pass with hundreds of games, but they don't have new, exciting games. Like when you look at the two, even the launching of the consoles, Xbox does not have anything they're launching with. They need things to get in the next couple of years. They will need things to fill in the gaps between their major studios because I don't see we see that AAA game what twenty twenty three probably that quadruple A game. Yep. And then. Hopefully, Halo next Christmas and Fable sometime in neck in the year after that, and then put Bethesda games in there to intermits it. Help you really be able to get by. I think that's why they acquired this. I think this is a great studio to get that hype for your console and get that hype for people for Xbox and that Xbox ecosystem. As Elder Scrolls will do that, Fallout. Uh, was it Starfield, right? Yep. I get Starfield and Star Citizen confused. And I also think because Xbox has such a vast ecosystem that you can play on, mm-hmm. especially since because of PC, I don't think this is as bad as it could have been if it was like, let's say, 360 era when if they just bought up Bethesda and like Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion came out. Yep. I definitely think because it's on PC, people will be able to play these games. A lot more people than I think a lot of people online when this first came out and people were angry were not really thinking about. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to play it on your Sony box, but these games will be in places you will probably be able to play. 
Yeah. And I also think that I think it's very good, uh, very um, well of them to be keeping Deathloop and Tokyo Ghostwire exclusives, keeping good on that. Because I think if they didn't, that'd be just bad press to add to this. Yeah. Which is, at the moment, just press. It's a great news for Xbox fans, Xbox people. Like Vinny said down below, he was a little angry when he first heard the news and stuff. He gets it on a business front. Mm-hmm. But people are angry. Yeah, um, I definitely did see a lot of Sony fans angry at the news, but like, it, I mean, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing you could really do about it. That's just how the world works. Like, things get bought, yep. people do business deals all all the time. I'm sure um, Bethesda probably had come up to Sony and ask them like, listen, we're looking to get bought out. Uh, are you guys interested? And I'm pretty sure PlayStation was like, no, we're good. Um, we appreciate you guys, but I don't think. We I, really... I don't even think it's necessarily a case of them not wanting to. They just couldn't, even if they tried. Like, well, yeah, well, but you I, know. Yeah. I don't know many companies who can just throw $7 billion around. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that was I don't think that was uh, the situation. I don't think uh, they would have went up to Sony like they're not going to be like, hey, can you out like outpay Microsoft for all of our studios? Um, right. But but yeah, because the thing because this is a uh, kind of the thing that I've been trying to get people to put into perspective is that like Microsoft is like a seven billion dollar uh, seven uh, is a trillion dollar company company. Yeah, and uh, Sony's not. And, and Sony, Sony is nowhere near that. Yeah, and no. uh, and you know, granted, I don't think Xbox is as gaming is as big of a importance to Microsoft comparatively to PlayStation with Sony. But yeah, Sony is only Sony as a company is only worth seventy four billion dollars. So yeah. that's like you know, uh, so when you keep put that perspective, like. I don't remember how much uh, they paid to acquire Insomniac. Uh, I could find out right now. I'm doing it right now. I'm gonna guess like yeah. two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. Like, yeah. think about it. like you know what you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, think about that. <laughs> like, honest. Like, now that I think about it, like Insomniac should have got paid way more. But um, and like, <laughs> absolutely. Insane. Yeah, I was just like. <laughs> yeah now i'm thinking about i'm like wow like that is that is not a lot um you know they got paid they they spent 229 million dollars to acquire insomniac and that's just one student granted a a very good studio yeah um but again like it's like you know they basically paid for the ratchet and clank ip Mm -hmm. spider-man which i'm saying spider-man isn't a lot but you know and that's kind of it like, you know, Insomniac doesn't really have really any other franchises outside of that. Um, but then, like, you know, for seven bi- $7.5 billion, you got The Elder Scrolls, you got Doom, you got Fallout, you got uh, Wolfenstein, The Evil Within, like, uh, you know, all of the arcane games. Like, it, it's just... And it's it, it, doesn't like, just it doesn't just extend to games, because you also have to imagine... They also now have the rights to the Fallout show and all those other stuff being developed too. So they, yep. 
compared to like insomniac which is just a game studio bethesda was branching out into books movies all this other stuff so yeah it's not just the games it's the ips themselves yeah and like now that the the opportunities that like other studios have now that bethesda like you know xbox's other studios have now that bethesda's a part of um everything like for all the shooters, they can use like the ID tech that they use for Doom, which will make like mm-hmm. all of Xbox's first-person shooters be like insanely smooth. And like, uh, you know, Obsidian, they can make New Vegas 2 realistically now. Like that is a possibility, which is I know a lot of people want. Yep. Um, and yeah, they just have like so many great RPG studios now that like, dude, like, oh god. Xbox is gonna kill it next gen. They're just gonna they're just gonna kill it. Like for me for me personally, uh, you know, I, I enjoy PlayStation. My my main issue with PlayStation uh personally is that like all they really have is exclusives. And I know that exclusives is a lot for for some people, and exclusives are important to a to a certain degree, but like that's all that they have that interests me. Like they don't have other reasons for me to be excited about getting a ps5 like you know when when that ps5 showcase ended i it actually gave me less reasons to get a ps5 at launch because it was going to because all i was going to plan on getting at launch was miles morales and they're like oh miles morales is cross-gen now oh so you're telling me i don't have to buy a ps5 now but i I did it but i did it anyway because i knew that they were going to be a pain in the butt to get in the coming months Okay. So, so that's why I got it still, and I'm going to play the PS5 version of the game. But like, you know, because uh, like with all the other, because the thing is that like, outside of Final Fantasy 16, which I'm even though it hasn't been confirmed, I'm 99.9% certain that that is a timed exclusive. Like Boy. all the other timed exclusive games. Okay. I, I I saw. I was like, I can wait for this to come to Xbox. I don't need to play this on PS5 right when it comes out. So that oh, I don't. Never coming to Xbox. Uh, yeah, so, I'm uh, gonna have. I we, I don't think it. Me and Ryan don't think that it's ever gonna come to Xbox. What, Final think, Fantasy 16. I mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy 16. I there's I don't th- I don't buy it. You're insane. You're insane to think. You're insane to. Are think. we insane? Because the yes. way that Square and Sony have been lately with the Spider-Man stuff with uh for Avengers, I think that Sony's like listen. That's one character, but that, like, yeah, but the like next, the next entrant, the next, uh, the next entry to arguably the most, the biggest JRPG franchise in the world. No, look at, I'm so, look at Street Fighter Five. I thought that would have happened by now, and it's still not there. Street Fighter Five was different because because Sony directly helped with the development of that game. Hmm. Paid a lot of money so for that. For, for, that is true. But for, for that one, that one's a little bit different. I was surprised at the time that Street Fighter V was a uh, console exclusive, though. I, I will say that. But once I found out that Sony actually helped with the, the development end of things, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Um, hmm. but yeah, like it. I, I don't know. It's just like it. It's like imagine. I mean, it's hard to. I know that we don't know for certain, but like, yeah, imagine if um, if Bethesda wasn't a you know, wasn't acquired by Microsoft and they got console exclusivity for Elder Scrolls six. You'd be like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like that's, that's way too big of a game to do something Mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Without, without without being like a first party title. So like for me, you know, and, 
and, and I get I get the time exclusivity because they did the same thing with Seven Remake, and that's probably mm-hmm. what they're going to do with the other Final Fantasy Seven uh, entries down the line. It'll be it'll come out first on PlayStation, uh, you know, give it a year, and then it'll come to to uh, to Xbox. But like Final Fantasy is way too big of a franchise to to p- pay for exclusivity. Like I, you have to pay, you would have to pay like an absurd amount of money. Like at, at that point, the amount of money they would probably have to pay to get that exclusivity they would probably could like that's probably like around how much they paid to get insomniac you know what i mean that's like so much money that's like why not use that money to get another studio like like uh acquire blue point you know because they've been working yes. with blue point a lot so like for me i i would be absolutely shocked i'll be like ruben you were completely right i will tweet that out like i'll be like well goddamn ruben you got me uh if if final fantasy 16 <laughs> ends up being a permanent console exclusive but right now, I'm saying you're absolutely crazy to say that. I have one word for you, and I'm really shocked that you have not brought this up. Well, two words. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts was uh was multi. Yeah, it's on Apple. Yeah, Kingdom it's on Hearts. Xbox okay, now. let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Kingdom Hearts when it first came out. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts wasn't big enough. Yeah, but Kingdom Hearts. Okay, all right, all right. We're. <laughs> you're right about that but we're getting we're getting we're getting into the nitty-gritty now we are getting into the nitty-gritty i just i'm i'm gonna say right here right now i'm betting you five dollars that final fantasy 16 i will will easily put down five dollars i like i'll easily put down five dollars okay here's here's another here's another thing that makes me think that it's a timed exclusive because they haven't said yet that it is that it is not a timed exclusive if they would have said it like out the gate but it did. I mean, it said it right in the thing. But the okay. thing is, is that like, is that Deathloop had the exact same end thing? You're right. Where You're right. Deathloop is a timed exclusive. So, right. so, right. I'm telling, I'm telling you. Okay. All right. You're, you're right. This. What's up? And that is, Microsoft has had a lot of trouble in Japan throughout the entirety of its gaming existence, yeah. especially mm-hmm. with the Japan studios. I could yeah. definitely see Sony taking a foothold there, which it looks like they've been doing over the past generation to get these games that's... timed exclusive, 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 and, and all that's that a... kind of. Yeah, I know. I I'm uh, I, no. Uh, I get what you're saying, but like the thing is that Xbox. Phil Spencer has said like numerous times that that he is trying really hard to to grow a market in Japan, and like you know, Sony is a Japanese company, like. You know, of course it's going to do well in Japan. Have a foothold, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so yeah, that that that's perfectly fine. But like, you know, in the past, especially in the 360 area, like they did try and like do that. They like, like they have, uh, you know, not at the time, like they had pl- like numerous like exclusive JRPGs that were really really good, but just didn't get a foothold. Like Lost Odyssey, Shout and out Blue Dragon, Star Ocean, um. The dragon, <laughs> yeah, like Lost Odyssey and um and Tales of Asperia. You know that was a Xbox exclusive for a very like beloved uh, JRPG franchise at the time. To- uh, uh, you know, still still now, but like you know that that's kind of wild to think about. Um, that 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 got that was an uh, Xbox exclusive until the remasters came out. Um, which I still I bought, but I still haven't played. Um, and yeah, so I I, I that's like the that's the thing. 
that's the main thing that uh, I wanted to talk uh, talk about. I'm actually going to write an editorial about it uh, that will probably come out later this week. About that's like the one big omission that Xbox has now with their with their first party lineup is that they need one big major Japanese studio. And I was like kind of like looking at all the big studios, and you know most of them are either acquired by Sega, like Atlas. Yeah or uh acquired by square enix or like or square enix you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and so like you know like square enix is cannot be touched i i didn't uh, even with how the amount of money that microsoft has i would i would literally like not know what to think anymore like 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 anything is possible anything Mm -hmm. is possible if microsoft somehow acquired square enix i would i just don't know what i would how i would react if anybody uh, um, acquired Square Enix, my brain would explode. Yeah, exactly. And and I feel the same way with Sega. Like Sega's too big. Um, yeah. I just like, you can't touch those things. So the only two big Japanese studios I can think of that uh, Xbox could potentially uh, acquire is Platinum, which they it has already been said that they visited Platinum and they passed on acquiring them, which is interesting. I want to know the story about that. But Dude. like, so there's platinum, and then which is the one I think they like they are going to look at getting is from software. I think mm. from software mm. is going to be acquired by Xbox sometime down the line because they're the huh. because yeah, and people are like, oh, what about Bloodborne and Demon Souls? I'm like, what about them? Like, they like studios partner with like first party all the time, like Insomni, like it's like. It's like Insomniac partnered with Xbox last gen, and now they're acquired by Sony. Like, that means nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that they're going to acquire FromSoft because, like, you know, it already seems like that they have some sort of partnership with, uh, like, marketing partnership for Elden Ring once that officially gets revealed because they showed that off at the Xbox conference. So, like, could you... And, and, you know, we don't know what platform that's coming to yet, so what if you... What if they reveal Elden Ring for the first time like next year at E3 or whatever and then at the very end it's like console exclusive Phil Spencer comes out and says we have acquired from software could you imagine uh-huh. could you imagine like, oh, I, I, like this is this is my like this is my like my, my like my dream not like a dream but like this is like my ideal prediction you know what i mean like in a perfect world like this is what would happen um because that because that would be insane and and from and from software isn't owned by anyone because you know like demon souls was originally published by atlas and then dark souls one dark souls is done by bandai namco sakura was uh done by activision like different publishers so like they just kind of go to where whatever's best for them and like what you know or at the very least what if xbox is publishing elden ring potentially Mm. even even if it was even if yeah, even if, even, could see. even if it did go to PlayStation as well, like still, like that would be pretty big. And then like if if you know what like like if From Software is hesitant or something like that, like okay, well how about we publish the game for you? And if you like the experience that you you have with us, let us buy you out. You know? I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying that no, my, I, I get my point is just like Xbox needs a big Japanese studio. Tango is not big enough. Granted, it can grow bigger now that they have Microsoft money, but they are not big enough, and I don't think that they're a big enough name to turn heads. But 
you know, again, and with Platinum not on the table, apparently, From Software is the only other big developer that I can think of that isn't owned by someone already. So, I don't know. You just got to go by a, a trial of deduction, you know what I mean? Until you get to the last the last studio. Let's give it a um, a couple months. I'm sure we'll hear something. Mm-hmm. Some rumors pop up about who's being acquired by who next. Uh, in a couple you know, a couple days after yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Um, Vinny, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I asked you what you thought about the uh, future Bethesda games on a console-by-console console basis. I mean, on a game-by-game basis for multiple. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm on both sides of it because like, it, it, it does make sense. If you're going to spend that kind of money, you, you want it to be exclusives. But yeah. what I, I think the reason people have warmed up so much to Microsoft is the fact their partnership with Switch and the fact that things like um, Minecraft and Ori and Cuphead and all these different games have like people are like people are already under the assumption that eventually Game Pass is going to come to uh, Switch and they have no issues with that. So I it definitely makes more sense uh, for them to keep it exclusive. But me personally, I think what the smarter move would be is to kind of lock off certain ones. And it's like hearing the conversation, I've gone back and forth. Because initially I was like, cool, make Elder Scrolls 6, um, whatever, multi-plat, and then make, um, uh, what is it, New Vegas 2. Make that the Xbox exclusive, because they know that's the fan favorite, that's one, the one that's going to sell. Yeah. And I'm still kind of going back and forth if, like, maybe they'll do the reverse and they'll give, like, uh, you know, Fallout 76 too. That's multi-plat, but if you want the real Fallout, then you have to buy Xbox. Um, so I, I do think there is an argument to make of them kind of giving uh, PlayStation gamers these kind of little taste samples because the whole reason people are upset about losing these franchises are the fact that they already know what they are. They already, they're already invested in these franchises. And if you just cold take it away, it's like, all right, I'm not going to buy an Xbox. I don't have the capital. I just don't want to. All right. That franchise is dead to me. But if you give them them little taste bites of just enough that it keeps them engaged with the franchise, there are going to be, all right, well, I don't want the inferior version or I don't want the knockoff. I want the big next mainline title one. And for that, that I'm going to invest into an Xbox because that's the only place to get it. So yeah. I, I, I think it, make, it makes the most sense for it to be pure exclusives. But I think if they, like you said, if they pepper it out or again, like, or even if they do small things like, hey, we're going to do, um, do multiplayer. That's on PlayStation, but the whole story campaign, that is only on Xbox. I'm sure they can do little ways like that to at least get people's like, foot in the door, or, like, that it entice them a bit more than just fully locking off the content, because I think that's just gonna instinctively turn off people that they're not gonna care about those specific franchises anymore. I think, you know, time is gonna tell whether or not mm-hmm all the games are going to be exclusive or all of the games are going to be multi-platform. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up next was Bethesda hasn't had a great track record lately with video games. Uh, like yeah. Brian, uh, like Ryan brought up before fallout 76 for all intents and purposes, it was 
a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout Four was okay. It was, you know, it was just okay. Um, I'm not really too familiar with every uh, all the other um, titles that they have. Not titles. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, all the other. Um, can I yes. Say it again. The studios? Studios? No, not, well, all the other studios, uh, I guess the studios, but like, no, all the other games that they have, like, I just know them from. IPs? The, yeah, IPs. There you go. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, really bad brain fart. Um, yeah, I'm not really, you know, informed on all their other IPs, but I think that it, it I'm hoping that Microsoft has the uh ability to like push them to make their games better Mm -hmm. i guess like when i think of bethesda i think of oh shit it's the new fallout game that they're probably going to be making is going to be is it going to be more along the lines of fallout 3 or is it going to be more along the lines of fallout 76 Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping that the future games that bethesda puts out will be along the lines of fallout 3 in the sense of like everybody has you when you talk to somebody about fallout 3 nobody has anything bad to say about it really but when you talk about fallout 76 people know like there's heartache there i guess cam Uh, i don't think we're getting like a proper fallout entry anytime soon um (laughs) unless it's made by obsidian Mm-hmm. Uh, which they got their own big old fantasy RPG that they're working on right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I would not expect Fallout anytime soon um, because, you know. Well, I'm just saying, uh, like, in general for their IPs. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Cause here's the thing Fallout 4 was like, it just, for, for, in general purposes, like tens and purposes, like it was still a very good game. It just wasn't what people wanted. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas for for people, which yeah. is totally which is totally fine. Like, but it was definitely a good game. Uh, it was a well developed game. Um. So with that in mind, like you know, I, you know, uh, Starfield is what they're making next. Um, we already mm-hmm. know we already know that. Um, and so like you know. It's going to be a new IP, but like again, with now with Microsoft's budget and uh, you know, uh, it seems that Xbox is really open to them taking their time to getting their games out and getting them in the in a in a place where they're happy with releasing it. It won't be like rushed or anything like that. Um, See, like like how Fallout seventy six felt when when they released uh, that, like that, I wasn't really ready to go. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about about Bethesda right now. See, okay. the, I the issue is like I like time is so fluid right now. But I can't remember if it was before or after the acquisition. But they basically came out and they were saying that like Starfield is on a slightly enhanced version of the engine, but it's still the same engine they've been rocking for a while. And I am wondering like. Just because they have the capital to do so, I'm still a little hesitant if they're actually gonna fully upgrade the engine and like how like Starfield is already at best two, three years away. And like I, I can't imagine them 
even though they have the capital now wanting to essentially start from scratch with a new engine. No. No. And that's what the, I think that's kind of one of the attractive features of um Xbox's first party stuff is that like unlike EA for example, you know, Xbox isn't forcing the teams to use a specific engine for their games. It's just like, "Hey, do what you do." Yeah. You know, you just have our money and as long as you're not like, you know, screwing us over, which why would they? Then we you know we're then we're good to go. Um so, you know, but like, you know, there's EA who's like who had them, you know, uh BioWare make Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda in their uh Frostbite engine, which is meant specifically for first person shooters. Like Yeah. You know, instead of using like Unreal Four or something like that that is a lot more beneficial for the type of games that they're making. So uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not really worried about um any of that. I do like I, I I do agree that like I hope that it would be nice if they did like some sort of uh relative upgrade to the engine that they're using for Starfield just because like I feel like I don't know, like I feel like when it comes to Bethesda, you know when you're playing a Bethesda game. Yeah. Uh but not in a good way. Yep. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh and it's normally oh, yeah. due to like the visuals and the engine use and uh, like the engines that that they use and thing like that. So. Yep. Um. And I was gonna say, and also worst case scenario, if like for some reason Elder Scrolls is a flop, I mean, I I'm Obsidian doesn't miss it doesn't miss with their RPGs. Mm-hmm. So. Uh... <laughs> So for me, I'm just like, cool, you know. If 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 Elder Scrolls doesn't work out for some people, you'll you, you'll have Avowed to play, and Avowed will definitely come out before Elder Scrolls Six. So, uh, yeah. See that yeah. that's the biggest kind of quote unquote question mark for me is, um, I was all for the way they've been marketing Obsidian, like basically not necessarily a ripoff, but. You know, we're the new Bethesda. We're, you know, our games are this. Like, they're basically making their Skyrim ripoff. And we're all assuming, all right, they're going to, uh, Bethesda's going to get a new engine and all this thing. And my main thing for me is if Obsidian was already the Bethesda ripoff and now you have Bethesda, it does make me wonder how do you market that studio differently if you already have the original? Because the assumption is that. Uh, Starfield and uh, Elder Scrolls, they're going to fix the engine. They're going to make the gameplay better. It does leave Obsidian in this weird place of, oh, we launched our Skyrim ripoff, but we can just have everyone on Obsidian work on Elder Scrolls 6. So I am kind of confused how they make that, like, what what the studio's identity now becomes. Um, I would say that in general, so Obsidian, Obsidian's RPGs are a lot more like tabletop heavy in its mechanics compared to mm-hmm. really any other RPG developer. Um, so it's kind of just like more of that traditional RPG experience uh, that you get mm-hmm. from Obsidian. Um, like, just coming from playing the Outer Worlds uh, specifically, it's that that's kind of like um, the things that uh, Obsidian does the best uh, with their RPGs. Um, I it, It's really hard to explain um but you know from playing both obsidian's rpgs and uh bethesda's they are very distinctly different from each other i just think that just because like obsidian 
even though Obsidian has made plenty of other great RPGs, just because they did make Fallout New Vegas, and you know some people, you know, there are a lot of people that will like ride and die that that game is better than Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. Um, that they just have, you know, people just gave Obsidian that kind of uh, comparison to Bethesda that they're just like, you know, a, a lesser Bethesda or like another type of Bethesda uh, studio when that really isn't the case. Um, but I understand like why, where people get that, um, that misconception from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that Obsidian and Bethesda, while like, while like at face value look very similar, they just, I think from a mechanic standpoint are very different from each other. I was also going to say, um, I think that it could be like how Call of Duty is that all the multiple studios help and out tag and tag team it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say like, yeah, they could tag team it or also, you know, collaborate with each other on pretty much everything that they make. So it could be something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I I don't have the answers to that question. Wasn't the whole marketing behind Outer Worlds was like, fuck you, Bethesda? Yeah. For lack of a better term. <laughs> that's what it Wasn't felt like to me. Marketing like for that game. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Okay, I'm just making sure I forgot something. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't forget something. Because that's what it always felt like to me was when they were developing that game and when they were showing it. It was, we're doing what you can, you don't have the ability mm-hmm. to do anymore. They were showing it off and stuff. This is the real Bethesda game. Yeah, and honestly, that's why I was so excited for Avowed, because it's like, oh, cool, this is going to be their Skyrim, for lack of a better term. This is, like, their exclusive thing, and now it is the case of... Uh, I, I'm sure... I know Elder Scroll has the name value, but it is a thing of, if Avowed takes off, it is... It, it's just very confusion about, like, why you would have two you know, fantasy RPG settings. Like, it does make me wonder how much this is going to shake up their portfolio, like, especially with Obsidian, because right now, they can either do The Outer Worlds 2 or New Vegas 2, and more people are going to want New Vegas 2. So it just makes me worried about the IPs that they've created. Which is why... They're going to get overshowered. Yeah, no, just like if they're going to go with the name brands as opposed to what uh, Obsidian was building from scratch. Which is why I think that they'll keep, obviously, Disavowed is going to be console exclusive and just leave Elder Scrolls multi-platform. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, it just, <laughs> does it not make sense though, Cameron? Because the thing is, like, also, Elder Scrolls is not coming out, like, anytime soon. Like, yes, like, yeah, it's, it's it, eight it, years it, away. Like, it, it will probably come out nearing the last year or two of this generation it, it, you know if, if if that's the same route that we're going with mm-hmm. so like avowed's going to come out probably 2022 yeah. and then it will be like another 4 or 5 years and then we'll get elder scrolls uh 6 so by that time it's just like it, you know people aren't going to be like thinking about avowed you know they'll be thinking about the next elder scrolls or like if there's any other like fan you know uh, fantasy related RPG because don't forget there's also Fable Fable's coming out this and Fable is Fable. also an RPG 
Yeah. But like again, like Fable is a complete, a very different RPG in almost every way, comparative to Avowed or you know what Avowed looks to be in Elder Scrolls Six. So it's just like the th- the thing is, is that like RPGs. I think RPGs are the most like with how the mechanics and how the RPG like how they in, like implement the RPG mechanics of each game like that will determine like whether a person will like like the game like you know even though someone likes Elder Scrolls you know it's not a guarantee that they're going to like Avowed based off how Obsidian does their RPG mechanics and like it doesn't it doesn't guarantee that they're going to like Fable because Fable is a completely different type of like setting like the 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 it's a very humorous game like things like that it's a, a completely different minutia that like you don't get from other that like you know one rpg to another so again i just i just think that it's just kind of per, per, personal preference like you know rpgs are popular people like to play rpgs and you know having more isn't necessarily bad mm-hmm. yeah Okay, I, I guess I kind of see your your point about how far it is. Um, Brian, I think, uh, what do you think of my question about is Bethesda's games going to, are Bethesda's future games going to be better because of Microsoft? I, I, I definitely hope so, because in my humble opinion, software has been carrying the back of that studio for the past <laughs> generation. They have not put out a they did not put out a good game in this past console gen. That was from their RPG studio. Yeah. Like you put out Skyrim on literally anything you can put it out on. You did Fallout 4 which I don't know if it just is just me, but I've always played those games as a uh, Lone Ranger campaign, that kind of thing. I did not want a managing a settlement game inside a Fallout game. That was not what I asked for. I think you mean a Fallout game inside of a managing settlement game. <laughs> You're right on that one. Yeah. And then Fallout 76, there's that was one of the biggest um shames I've ever seen or just uh bad PR in gaming. Oh, I own the collector's edition of that game. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, but Somewhere in this room is that helmet in that crappy bag. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had it all. I was, at, I was at E3 that year. I was in the room when they announced that game. I was so excited. I was like, multiplayer Fallout, me and all my friends. I pre-ordered it that weekend. Oh, God. I was sad, boys. Oh, I was sad. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so sorry. It was a dark time. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But um, I definitely hope Microsoft leads. Say that one um, more time. You cut out. Sorry. I, hmm. I definitely hope Microsoft leads them in the right direction, like helps guide them, like, hey, this is maybe lean away from this kind of thing. Because if there is something Bethesda hasn't been in the past, generation it's pro consumer and just something xbox has been it's pro consumer yeah definitely help them on that front and really just kind of leave them to their own devices like guide them i definitely say 
put some money into giving them a upgraded or hell even a new engine because that engine is just getting old that engine is around since the ps3 yeah. it hasn't worked since the ps3 i don't know if anyone remembers when uh skyrim launched on the ps3 and it was unplayable if you did one thing for months they didn't fix it <laughs> or even beyond that I, I believe the dlc was like four or five months behind too yeah 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 no it was That engine, like, when people think of Bethesda games, they think of these epic master, not masterpieces, but epic uh, RPGs. Yep. Uh, the next thing you think about when you think about a Bethesda game is the glitchiness of them. Yeah. The flying mammoths, the horse climbing, horse climbing in Skyrim. All the wacky physics. And I don't think that necessarily a good thing to think about when you're thinking about that one of the biggest developers on the planet especially after one of the biggest buyouts now in gaming i definitely <laughs> think they need to uh rein that in get a new engine and work hard on the rpg section of it but i think the other parts of bethesda have been doing fantastic doom was one of the best games of the generation Arcane yeah. has been doing great things with Dishonored, and yeah. I think I really, that they will continually do things with Deathloop. Uh, go on, Cameron. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like the thing, like that's the thing for me that I hope uh, works out best for Arcane in this situation is that Dishonored comes back because Dishonored Two did not sell well, and you know the only reason we got Death of the Outsider was because they were already working on it after Dishonored Two, and like, and I and like Granite. Like here's the thing, I bought Dishonored 2 day one and I still haven't played it. But I I paid for it. I gave them the, my money. I supported it because I because I love Dishonored one. That's like, what the first time I played through Dishonored one, I played it without being seen and without killing people. Like in in the same run. Like that's how much I enjoyed that game. Uh, and I definitely plan on playing Dishonored two soon. Um, but like you know, I and I just and I just feel like that they decided okay we gotta kind of move on to something new and I'm just like. But Dishonored is so good, and it's such a unique experience that, like, you don't really, like, there's no other games like Dishonored right now. Um, so I really hope that, you know, with having uh, Microsoft's uh, pockets, they can, they can make, they can continue Dishonored, and, and it ends up continuing to be successful. Uh, because, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, I really think that that's, like, one of the best franchises that Xbox has acquired outside of like the Elder Scrolls and um, and Fallout, and, you know, obviously the, the 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 behemoths that they also acquired, and uh, yeah, I really hope that they get a second chance at um, bringing that um, that franchise back to the mainstream. Yeah, um, I was going to mention Ryan. You said the second thing that Bethesda is known for is the glitchiness. I, to this day, have purchased two copies of Fallout 4. Uh, one for Xbox and one for PS4. And I still have not beat it because... Well, I haven't 100%ed it. Because there is one area of the game that I am stuck in. I am physically stuck. I cannot move it. I would have to restart the game all over again. And I refuse to do that. <laughs> so I just haven't touched that at all. Ever the since. only reason I believe those games get such high praise that they do is because they have such a good community backing them that fans fix their games for them, and they yeah. need to mm -hmm. stop that. Yep, I agree. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Finny, what do you think of Xbox? I'm um, sorry, Microsoft helping out Bethesda with their crappy um, game, <laughs> so to speak. Well, I, I well, I think the issue is that um, it's it's a fine line, just because like you know, The Witcher Three is a glitchy mess too, and I think the difference is that Witcher is fun glitchy, where it's like, oh, Roach is on the house for some reason. But, like you said, as the generation has gone on, it's gone from, okay, this is funny, these games are a little broken, to straight up, no, I can't play this game right now because, um, because, like, it just won't function properly. So on a certain level, I do want it to be better, but I also don't... I think, like, that is a certain charm of Bethesda game, so I'm hoping they can find a way to keep the silly, goofy glitchiness of it without necessarily making it just, like... Uh, losing its charm, for lack of a better word. It's something that, like I said, I'm hoping that they help fix. Like, Mm -hmm. they, I'm sure everybody here knows that Bethesda game is glitchy, and Bethesda games have recently lost their, like, uh, what's the word I would use? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Their luster. And I'm hoping that Microsoft can throw the money at whatever needs to be done. Like, hey, you guys need some extra help coding or programming a part of the game. Hey, uh, hey, let's have another team help you guys out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is a good thing for Bethesda. And I'm happy to hear that it's a good thing for Bethesda. And I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that their next game that comes out that I will actually play is not broken, but only time will tell. Mm. Um, does anybody have anything else they'd like to say about this topic? Cause I had something and I completely forgot about what, it, <laughs> what the last question think, was going to be. I think we've talked a, a lot on this. I think we kind of covered the bases here. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna say one one quick small thing that I'm surprised more people aren't talking about. Um, I think we forget um, Bethesda has been very big proponents of VR, so I'm very curious how yes. this changes their VR strategy, and if on a certain level this does, Bethesda will be the thing that pushes Microsoft to do a VR headset, because right now you do have Doom fallout skyrim um all these games uh not exclusive to playstation but like right now if for a console player you can only play these vr games on playstation so i am kind of curious if because at least right now with with vr it seems a much tight-knit community where the titles will go just kind of anywhere so i am kind of curious if for vr2 they continue to put their vr games on playstation vr are there VR titles not on Steam? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Most most of the VR titles seem to be just anywhere. Like it's timed exclusives, but I can't yep. think of many like hard hard exclusives. And I'm I curious think, if they're going to keep that up. Well, I think that they'll probably definitely keep them on Steam and have support for Oculus and mm-hmm. all the other, you know, VR headset. Um, I think. 
that would be a smart move for them to do because again if you're going to keep put your game on steam might as well also try to go for the revenue for a vr subtitle mm-hmm. if you have the team for it why not you know mm-hmm. uh cam what do you think about that i mean i mean the, like they're still supporting you know xbox supports pc so like with the with the vr stuff um if they uh you know, if they t- continue to do that for a PC, like that's that's perfectly fine. Like, why not? Like, why not if they want to? And again, Microsoft's still gonna make money off of it. So, um, I just like I, I don't think though that like even though Bethesda's done uh, VR stuff in the past, that that we'll see like any Microsoft like VR hardware anytime soon or anything like that. I just I think that Sony's still doing that in their own space, which is perfectly fine. And then um, you know. Uh, like there's Oculus and HTC and all the uh, all those um, different brands, but uh, yeah, I mean like I th- I think Microsoft is basically just is just cool with whatever anyone's making as long as it's you know coming to a platform where they're gonna make money uh, like you know whether it be Xbox like uh, PC or PC, um, but I mean with the VR stuff it would just all go to PC. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think about that? I definitely think they will, their VR team will go to PC, like Cam was saying. I also am curious. I could see in the back works Microsoft putting out a Xbox-enabled piece of VR. I could definitely see that being a thing, getting down to works. Maybe a team-up with something like Oculus or like the HTC Valve. Something along those lines. A team-up there, not a brand new headset along the lines of PlayStation, but a tone down one of a tone down one of those for mm-hmm. a console. Cause an Oculus can run on what basically is Xbox Series X hardware. Like if you yeah. built a PC out of it. Yeah. So I can see that coming down the line and this definitely being a great way to show Oh, the E3, they unveil Starfield. Here's it running in VR. Wait, sorry. Kind of thing. um, The E3, they show off Starfield in three years. They also show it off in a VR headset that they announced that weekend as well. A partnership. I could definitely see that coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very interested for... I I think that'd be a great thing for Xbox. But at the moment, just keep them on Steam. You don't really... PSVR is a success for a VR headset, but it isn't a massive success in the VR. big scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely, I think just keeping them on Steam will be fine for them. Okay. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to talk about? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, you had said you were writing an editorial on the Bethesda deal. Where could we find that editorial? So I read over at DualShockers.com. Uh, it's not out yet, but I'm I'm working on it. it should be out by the end of the week. Uh, okay. So you can yeah check out DualShockers.com, and then you can follow me on Twitter at the Cinephile Guy and uh, Twitch Twitch.tv/slash Cinephile Guy. Okay, Ryan, where could people find you? And find me on Twitter for whatever I'm up to at RyanDeLion3055. Okay, and Vinny. Uh, yeah, usual places: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, at Viral Vinny. 
Okay. And you can find me on Instagram at penultimate conquest uh, and Twitch. I'm also going to stream tonight, actually. Some uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Twitch.tv slash penultimate conquest. Okay. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me today. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, for in impromptu <laughs> episode. Um, I will Hopefully once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see anything topping this. Well, let's not hold our tongue. The year isn't over. <laughs> okay. 2020 is wild. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft was like, hey, we bought Sony, but obviously that <laughs> never probably happened. Obviously, just joking. Um, thank you, gentlemen, once again. Uh, have a good night. Mm-hmm. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>